Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Rock Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving and holiday and all of that. And um, whatever it is you happen to do on that day, I hope you did it well and all went smoothly and swimmingly. Um, you know, sometimes these uh, these get-togethers with family and whatnot can be uh, a little trying, but, you know, hey, if you happen to be in that situation, I hope you just smiled and nodded a lot because, you know, life's too short. Anyway, anyway, I'm super excited. We have a fantastic guest tonight. I am a big fan of her uh, music. She is, uh, she's just fantastic. I, I got the press kit from the fine folks over at Trend PR, and, um, you know, immediately, I, when I get these packages, I, I, I check them out, you know. Because uh, they tend to know what they're talking about, you know. And they put it before me, and I was like, "Okay, well, let's let's see." And man, I was blown away, blown away. Um, she's fantastic. Her name is Bree, and without further ado, I'd like to welcome her. Hey, Bree, how are you? Hi, Jamie. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so excited uh, to be talking to you tonight. You, I don't know. Maybe some days, maybe you do, maybe you wake up and you're like, yeah, you know, I got this. This is amazing. But you are cool turned up to 10. I just am so impressed um, <laughs> with your work and whatnot. Yeah, seriously. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't think I've ever had someone describe me as cool turned up to 10, but I think I'm going to use that from now on if that's okay with you. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Totally fine. I don't know who did the, um, I don't know what it's called. I'm sure there's a name and a title. I mean, no disrespect uh, for whoever was responsible. Your latest press picture, it's the picture on your, uh, on your website, uh, breemusicpage.com. Man, oh, man, that is like hitting on all cylinders. These are all things. I, I collect telephones. Um, a beautiful woman in fishnets. Always fun to paint. Um, classic TV and a and, a, and a, uh, I believe on top of that is a uh, vinyl record player, which my wife got me a couple of years ago. Got me right back into vinyl. Um, what a what a shot! What a set! Thank Tell you. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. This is just how you lounge around. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. I'm not that cool. That's cool. Turned up to eleven. I'm only at ten. Um, but we, we had a lot of fun with that shoot. It was a. Uh, in a really awesome studio in downtown LA. And I saw the pictures of it and I was like, you know what? This is kind of the vibe that I'm looking for. I'm looking for this kind of vintage aesthetic, but like modernizing it a little bit. Um, and the jacket that Absolutely. I'm wearing is actually a, a jacket my mom owned in the eighties. And so I was able to kind of bring her into the shoot in that way. So it was a lot of fun. Nice. And those boots, those French boots, people would, you know, <laughs> Hunt you for those. Those are amazing. Uh, what a look! Thank you. What a look! I like that big <laughs> ring too. 
looks like a big beetle <laughs> or something on your hand. I love it. Um, yeah, so you're obviously very, very cool. Um, you're also super, and not just, she's not just cool, folks. She's also super talented, such a great musician. Um, did you grow up, you grew up in, um, it, my notes say you're Los Angeles based now, but what's the story? What, what's Bree's story? Are you oh my God! Here? How much time do you have? <laughs> we got as much. We can do a Joe Rogan three-hour podcast. I, oh my I don't God! Have the for it, for but it. Um, <laughs> no, we got all the time in the world. Um, I'll, seriously, I'll uh, give you a shortened version of it. Um, yeah, no. So okay. I, I grew up in Illinois. Um, I Hi. grew up with three younger brothers and my two parents, and I was there until I was about thirteen. Um, and then I went to an acting competition in Los Angeles, and I ended up winning it for my age range. And so my mom was like, oh, my God, we got to move to Los Angeles. You know, we got to make the transition. Um, I think, honestly, because Chicago is very cold. And so she was like, this is our opportunity to go somewhere warm. We need to take it. Um, so I, we moved uh, the whole family to Los Angeles, and I started pursuing just being in the industry. I started in acting and then transitioned into music. Um, and I've been an artist since I was 15 years old. I've been working at this in many different respects. I started out in country, moved into pop, moved into alt rock, um, and just really been kind of trying to find my, my sound for a long time. Um, kind of had moments where I burned out, where I stopped doing music completely, but then it's honestly, it's part of my, it's part of my being. It's like who I am. And so I'm back and I'm back for good. And I feel like I've kind of finally found the sound and the look that I've been kind of looking for this the whole time. And I'm really excited about it. That's amazing. That's amazing. There's a fantastic quote by Mark Twain that I love. Um, and it, it, I'm paraphrasing, uh, I think. I, it, it goes along the lines of, though, uh, there's two great days in a person's life, um, the day they're born and the day they figure out why they were born. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's good. I, yeah, I've always really dug that quote. I, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me uh, that you are so dedicated. I mean, that's why you're so good. You know, this, I, I played a post the other day about this. I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm not in the music business. I'm very, I skim the peripherals of entertainment. Um, uh, a lot of my clients are in, in the entertainment world, but um, I'm a painter by trade. That's what I do. I paint pictures of people. Oh, awesome. Uh, that's the day job. Yeah. It's, you know, I've been doing that for, I don't know, 25 years or something. It's crazy. But um, uh, what I, I was thinking about this. I was working on a painting the other day, and things were just going smoothly. I was, like, just, you know, knocking it out, uh, especially mm-hmm. this time of year. It's, it's, this is my life, <laughs> you know, for, for the next month or so. This is every year. It's just that, you know, people give these I can presents and holiday stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's just how it is. But anyway, everything was just going great. And I, I was thinking, you know, and you think weird stuff when you're in the groove and you're working. And I was thinking to myself, you know, it sure is nice to know what the heck I'm doing, to um, mm. to not even think about it, to have this confidence in what I'm doing. Uh, and just not, because I know all the time, I've just done it so much. You know what I mean? That mm. um, it, it's ingrained now. And um, mm. it's nice not to say, you know, not to have those thoughts of, well, maybe this will work. If I want this. Maybe if I did this, I don't know. Let's see if that works. I'm beyond mm. that point now for the mo- most part. There's still, you know, of course, you're going to, there's always something new. 
But it seems, I imagine, because I know your day job is music. Um, you're, you're working. You know, you, you know this stuff. But you have a tough day job, as I understand <laughs> Well, which one are you talking about? Dueling pianos? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, I don't know if tough is the right word. It, it's, it's definitely, well, maybe it is. It, it's definitely a very interesting niche in entertainment. Um, it's a, it's a form of entertainment that requires a lot of different skill sets, but I've been so right. grateful to have done it because it has really, I think prepared me well for being um, an artist professionally full time, which is my goal. You know, I'm like, I'm like manifesting. I'm like May, 2023, man, like I'm going to be full-time artist. That's why that is like the date that I'm putting out there. And because dueling pianos, it requires you to be incredibly engaged with your audience. It requires you to have a lot of stamina. You're playing four, four hour shows, you know? And so, and like multiple times a week, Um, you have to know a lot of songs, a lot of different styles of music. Um, and so I've been, I feel like I've been really blessed to have kind of stumbled into this kind of job. Um, and it's just really trained me, I think, for hopefully being successful in my own work. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm friends with a guy who, um, he was in, a, uh, in the 80s. He's still around. He's still, still doing this. But in the 80s, he did uh, kind of new wavy synthesizer. Uh, he was in a band. They had a couple big hits. And, and then, um, you know, that, that was 40 years ago. Um, but then he, today, he's still doing industrial, you know, kind of out there, avant-garde type stuff. But um, his day job is he plays piano at a uh, high-end department store uh, in La Jolla, um, down mm-hmm. by San Diego there. And, um, you know, and it's, it's pinky out type thing. You know, I have to wear a tux and all that. <laughs> but we were talking, we were kind of bs one day, and I, I said, man, I, that's kind of cool. That's right up your alley. And he goes, yeah. He goes, the thing that isn't cool about it is anybody that makes a request, of, and this is, applies to anybody doing covers, is who's ever making that request knows that song. And you hmm. had better know it, too. You can't mess it up. <laughs> you know, it's all that. Oh, man. Yeah. One second. My, uh, I, need to clo- I forgot to close the curtain, and my dog saw a cat outside. Mm. One second, folks. Dang, <laughs> Ling. What are you doing? Be glad you're not outside with that cat. <laughs> Why is it in my? Why is it in my uh, avocado bed? Okay, back cats, to the show. Cats have a way of uh, cats have a way of getting places where they don't belong. We have one, and uh, that tends oh, to happen man. a lot. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, we have. For those listening, they're like, oh, man, this is professional. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> we just can't be beat here. Um, now, I live in South Florida, and we have a, a big evasive uh, iguana problem here. During the pandemic, I got really into gardening uh, is one of my, my things that I, I got into. And um, the iguanas will go through a garden like, like locusts in the Bible or something. I mean, they're crazy and just eat everything. And so I put these, like, kind of cage, not, not cages, but like a fence, uh, but just very small uh, webbed uh, fence. And the cat, the stray cat, is inside the fence out there. So she got in there. She can find a way out, or she can wait till the show's <laughs> over. Anyway, my dog was letting me know. Sorry about that, folks. 
didn't mean to be unprofessional there. I'll try to edit this out, and no one will ever know, but who knows? Anyhow, <laughs> we were talking about your uh, your day job and, and performing and whatnot. You're yeah, be you were mentioning about the whole, the whole request thing. Um, it's definitely true when, when people make requests, you have to – you kind of have to know the song well enough that you are either able to play it well or BS your way through it, um, which, not going to lie, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm BSing my way through songs, but um, if people put a lot of money down, it's kind of like, all right, like, I barely know the song, but we're going we're gonna to give it a shot. And a lot it. of times I'll, just, I'll tell the audience members, I'll be like, listen, I don't really know this song, but I'm going to do the best that I can. And uh, if you don't like it, come talk to me, but, you know, we'll, we'll just do this. We'll, we're in this together. And a lot of times people are totally fine with it. They realize that, you know, we know thousands of songs and we can't know every song in the world, though. So they're usually just happy that we know their song at all. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And what a skill set, you know, what a skill set it is. Now, let me ask you this, because you are a pianist. Uh, do you, when you mm-hmm. write music, and forgive my ignorance on this, because I'm not a musician, so I, I but I've known, I know a million musicians, but I'm always asking this because it fascinates me. When you sit down to write a song, um, I have a, a lot of friends that will pick up an acoustic guitar, kind of work it out that way. Do you sit down at a keyboard? Yeah, and that is, you know, I've made the transition over time because I, when I first started writing music when I was like 12, I was playing on a guitar. Um, but ever since I started dueling pianos, um, I've definitely transitioned into just primarily writing with uh, the piano. Um, I feel like you know, I'm I'm pretty proficient at guitar, but I feel like I have an easier creative flow when it comes to the piano. I'm not great at piano by any means. I just kind of, I taught myself and I, I taught myself in order to be able to support my, my voice. Um, but I'm good really? enough that I feel like I can really get my ideas out and write the kinds of songs that I want to be writing. And then I'll go in, you know, when it comes to produ- production side of it, I'll go in later and add a bunch of things in order to really fill out that sound alongside the piano. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, another thing I got into during the pandemic is, uh, you know, I just couldn't handle watching um, uh, episodes of the Tiger King or Love Island. My, my wife was <laughs> happy with that, but um, just wasn't for me. So I started watching the, these, these different YouTube shows, I, I guess, I don't know what the channel, um, but one of them, it's a great, if you're into home production, anybody out there, uh, there there's a great uh, channel on YouTube called Produce Like a Pro, and they go over all the production side of um, a lot of music people are familiar with and whatnot. Like, they break it mm-hmm. down and all this and that. And I'm not a musician, but I found the whole thing fascinating. And what I did come away from uh, watching a bunch of these episodes was production's hard. You kind of have to know your stuff, man. You know, it's interesting because I think it's it's definitely true that that it can be difficult. But for when I kind of started production, I I started it because I was really tired of having to rely on other people to make my music for me. So Very I kind smart. of was like, you know what? It's time for me to kind of do this myself and and not feel I don't know trapped by this whole idea that I can't do it. If other people can do it, I can do it too. So I found this amazing, and actually, if your if your listeners are interested in in learning how to produce, they should go on to I think it's okay. It's either Udemy or Udemy. I, I can never remember how to say it. It's one of those things. But there is there are full courses on online that will teach you the ins and outs of production. I personally use Logic, uh, which is a really user friendly DAW. 
that is good for people who are just starting as well as, you know, even pros use it. But I went through a whole course on this during the pandemic, and it taught me how to produce my own music. And then from there, I was able to kind of, you know, add different things that I would learn from the Internet. But there are these resources that can make producing more accessible for the average creator to where you don't have to spend, you know, thousands of dollars per song to have it produced by somebody right. else. For example, now kind of what I do is I produce all of my tracks and then I send it to another producer who's my collaborator who will go in and add things, take some stuff out. But I always have a hand in my production because I know what I want my sound to sound like. Absolutely. And you're coming in. Here's the thing that I think a lot of people not in the business or or starting out in the business maybe not don't get is in America, we have all these myths. And, and, and tropes and, and, and whatnot. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, you musicians, you know, uh, Bree, just go in the studio and you lay around, eat pizza maybe, probably tofu in this case, <laughs> uh, or, or something vegan, and, um, you know, with chopsticks. And, uh, you know, you just hang out in the studio and write stuff down. But what they don't realize is the studio is like taking a taxi. As soon as you walk in, the meter's running, you know, nothing's free yeah and it can be if you can go into that scenario with a bunch of the work already done (laughs) you know you just it's going to be a less expensive cab ride is all i'm saying so you know i tell people that all the time i'm like get as much done have a plan before you (laughs) you know right i think a lot of people don't understand i mean at least people maybe who aren't musicians like they have like you said they have this idea of like what it looks like to be a musician but if you're not signed to a major label you don't have access to those massive studios 24 7. you know if you're an independent artist you are really counting down the minutes because you are having to pay for everything yourself and so like you said it's, it's all about doing as much as you can on your own i mean you know before i started working with trend i was doing all my own marketing i was doing all my own social media all my own production um, and that's great. You're right. And doing, doing this as a job, exactly. Doing this as a job, it's a hustle, you know. And but people who are really passionate about it, like you, wouldn't, you don't want to do anything else. Like this is what I want to be doing, and I'm excited to continue to grow my team to where I can continue to delegate where other people can do things that I don't want to be doing and more focus on the creative aspects. But until that point, I mean, you just do it all yourself, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It is It is great to get to a point where you can um, hire the right people to do the right thing. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I was just talking to, I, I'm one of my Patreon peers. I, I do a little mentoring and whatnot. And um, somebody was telling me, oh, yeah, you know, they, they're, and they're making money. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, I do all my own accounting. And I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> Are you mm. sure you're doing it well? Because yeah. that can be rough you know um and they're like well what do you mean and i'm like well, you know it may behoove you to pay for it once uh just and compare notes you know um yeah absolutely you know if there are things you, you don't hard. have to be doing like give it to somebody else to do because then you're able to kind of focus on the things that you are actually good at and that can continue to further your career instead of getting stuck in the weeds with all this stuff that you really don't have to do yourself And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member 
You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. You know, it's it's cool too because I um, I've worked with Trend um, 
you know, I've been friends with them for, for gosh, years and years now. Um, and they are great. I'm, I'm glad you're working with them. They are fantastic. But I do know that they they love to do, um, and I'm sure you, uh, <laughs> I'm sure this happens. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Um, they love, love, love to, because they're professional, to have a plan. They're like, okay, well, we're going to release this single at this date. We're going to wait, um, you know, X amount of months and then release this single, which would drive me crazy because, like, I do, and I've had to do this a couple of times with my paintings. I'll, I'll paint a painting. I want everybody to see it because it looks cool, you know. Um, but sometimes you have to wait, and that sucks. It's hard. Um, but you release two singles. Usually it's only one um, when people are working with friends at, per time, um, and they're both great. These are just fantastic. Um, oh, thank you. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that the plan to uh, release singles? Or yeah. Do you think um, you'll combine so... them into an EP? You know, I okay. I think as of right now, we're going to be just releasing a bunch of singles. And it's funny because what Brilliant. you're saying about having a plan, I'm I'm very much a planner. So I'm like, yeah. I'm usually the one calling them and being like, all right, guys, tell me the plan again. What's the plan? Because um, that's just kind of how my mind works. And they've been great about accommodating me with that. But, yeah, we released The Revolution um, a couple months back. We're releasing uh, ID and PBR, or I Don't Need to Be Right, uh, this Friday, which I'm super stoked about. And then we're going to be releasing my next single uh, called Rather Be Alone in February. And as of right now, we're, we're kind of focusing on single releases because that allows for people to really take time to listen to each song. Um, mm-hmm. It's great to have an album because it's a compilation of your work and people can listen to it all at once. But then you've released all of your work at once, and, and then it's kind of hard to get people's attention back. So um, the strategy right now is just releasing as many singles as possible, eventually compiling them into an album. But I think the goal for me is to get to a point where I'll either sign with a label or, um, you know, continue to build my team to where when I do put together an album, it's going to have more traction than what I probably would be able to get for it right now. Absolutely. And you build your crowd. Oh, pardon me. You build your crowd, you know, and you Mm -hmm. keep your crowd. You know, that's the bad Mm -hmm. part. I've known people that have done both. I think the single round is the way to go for Again, outside looking in, very easy to see stuff uh, when you're outside or think you're seeing stuff. Um, but it's, um, you know, the problem with an album is you put it out, like you were saying, and, and then could be a year before the next one comes out. Right. People have short right. attention spans. And very, you know, very short. Now. So if you, the, the more you can release on a regular basis, and I mean, if you listen to any of the kind of music talk shows or podcasts, what they tell you is that platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, they like creators who are putting out more material regularly on regular time frames mm-hmm. than the ones who are just putting out an album once every year. And that doesn't mean one artist is better than the other by any means, but it just means that they want people to continue to come back to their platforms to hear new music coming out regularly. So I think the best strategy is, yeah, just continuing to put out songs and then hoping that those get playlisted because that's, you know, when you get on those editorial playlists, that's when you get a lot of the people right. that have never heard of you before starting to listen to your music. I noticed that with the podcast. I, I didn't know that they even had a, a, a podcast playlist. And, uh, oh, and we either. happened that's to cool. fall in on it one time. Yeah, and so I was looking at our um, – our staff and, uh, you know, nerd stuff behind the scenes. Everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about, Jamie? Yeah, we get a little thing mm-hmm. and it's so 
tells us, you know, what's going on. Um, but there was like this giant spike, and I'm like, what the heck was that? Did May see a cat and start barking during the uh, the playlist or the, uh, the podcast? And uh, no, no, we have to be on that thing. That helps a lot. Helps a lot. Um, or it's weird too. Like we have a uh, for the show, we we do a and you'll of course be on it. Um, we do a show pot or a uh, playlist where we just we have mm-hmm. our music guests, you know. And it, I tell people all the time, everybody has playlists. If you dig a band, add them to your playlist. So important, mm-hmm. you know. It really uh, mm-hmm. tweaks the uh, algorithm there. So it's cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely. So a couple months ago. You're sitting around, you're fabulous, uh, you know, filing your nails or something, um, your, your fabulous pad there, and um, some news happens, some news drops. Poor Bree, you know, she checks Twitter, finds out, um, uh, you know, a big right of hers was just stripped away. <laughs> what did she yeah. do? She goes on Facebook and bitches about No, she doesn't. She's an artist. <laughs> Starts writing a song. And it's a great song. And I love the video for it. We're talking about the revolution uh, and the overturning of Roe versus Wade. As a woman that had to be a gut punch. Yeah, it was uh, It was so incredibly shocking. First news that was shocking was the fact that this was even being considered to be overturned. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a right that we've had for so for 50 years. And kind of thought that it was like, you know, set in stone a little bit. And I, I you know, it's so crazy to see how quickly things can change. But then when the news came that they were considering this and, and then when it actually happened, um, it was so shocking. There were so many emotions that came up for, for me as well as I think for so many women uh, and people who identify as women around the world. It was just kind of like, wow, okay, so this is something that we have to fight again. We, gotta, we have to fight for this again. Um, and so I felt like, you know, what, what can I do about it? And there's, besides going to protest, you know, the only thing that I felt like I could do was to create art around it because art has such a huge impact, you know, on our, on our society and our culture. And, um, and it also brings up conversations that I think need to be had. And so I decided to um, write the revolution about this and also have it be kind of relevant to just women's issues around the world. I mean, we see what's going on in Iran right now where women are standing up to the regime that have been oppressing them for so long. Um, and we were just seeing very powerful women, like, just refusing to stand down. Um, and so I wanted to kind of make a right. song that would not only encourage, but also commemorate that, that movement. Well, I think it's fantastic. I, you know, as, as, as someone who's married, someone who knows women, has someone who's had a, you know, has a mom, um, <laughs> a couple sisters, mm-hmm. um, you know, I saw this and I'm just like, you know, the thing is, it's just like this, you know, we're, we're getting beat up in the ring here, man, just just round after round. I'm like, give us a break. Um, you know, we just got through the pandemic. I was like, okay, let's, let's have a six months of, of no nonsense. How about that, you know? <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. Not going to happen, <laughs> apparently. Um, and I don't know. I don't know who took the cork out of the asshole bottle. But, man, we need to put those, some of those back in the bottle. Jeez. <laughs> Wake up every day and I'm seeing more stuff. I'm telling you, I'm old. It's a mess, that's for sure. Man, I don't know. 
Ever since Bowie passed, it just seems like everything went downhill. That's all I'm saying. And that was obviously well, anyway. the reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, you know, cause, you know and it, it's funny what you said, too, about uh, art and culture and whatnot. I remember we closed in our house, uh, finalized, that got all done, and uh, we, we were moving in, and we're in the process of all that, 2016. And we went to a dinner party. Uh, this was a couple days after the election. And, you know, me and my wife, where we live is very red. And, you know, we're, we're the weirdo artists on the block. And that's fine. You know, I, it's not my job to change anybody's political viewpoints or whatnot. And I have no interest in that. But, um, you know, you know, anyhow, um, we're at this party. And, uh, you know, we're, we've been walking around for a couple of days like, like bees in a hive and the queen has died. You know what I mean? We, we just didn't know what to do. And um, this woman came up to me, a very uh, well-to-do woman, and she said, well, your job just got a lot harder. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're either changing things or you're going to distract it. You're an artist, you know? <laughs> you're off the bench now. Time to get to work. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, you know? And it's so true. It's so true. Um but I really like the way you went about this. You know, this, this, this track and the video is fantastic. Why don't we play it, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Here it is, folks. This is Bree, The Revolution.
ladies and gentlemen. What a track. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bree, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Thank it. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you like it. It's uh, very proud of that one. I'm, I'm really excited that we're able to, to talk about it. I'm glad that people are able to listen to it. Absolutely. Well, it's full. We were talking a little bit about that off mic. Um, you know, it's so full. You, you got a choir in there, you were saying? You, you said that guitar. Oh, my gosh. Um, hmm. What a trend. Now, that's a revolution song. Seriously. Hey, you know? Yes. Amen. That's, that's what I was going for. I was able to really work with some, some awesome people. It was, um, I, I go to a jam in LA uh, as many Mondays as I can. And there's some really talented musicians that go, uh, and I was able to bring in some of them for the recording. So, um, I have Mike Kindle for the guitar, Carrie Rappaport, who did the background vocals. And then uh, the choir that you were talking about, this is one of the first songs I've ever actually sampled other work to, to put into the song. I was on TikTok one day, and I, I found this choir, this all-female choir, and they were singing the song called Fire by um, Katarita Gimmon. And she's a, mm-hmm. a young uh, female composer, uh, I think, out of Canada. And the song, the, the song was so powerful. Hearing it, I was like, oh, my God, this is like a, a war cry. This is like a female war cry, and I need to use this. And so I actually got in contact with her, and I was like, can I sample your song? And she, she said yes. And so kind of there was just so many things that went into making this song, but it's one that means a lot to me because I have so many friends and wonderful collaborators who helped just kind of make it as powerful as it is. That's amazing. That's amazing. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. 
Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. And it's a good lesson there for any of our uh, aspiring uh, hip-hop youngsters out there listening. Um, you heard what Bree said. She contacted the people, uh, the woman, the <laughs> composer, and asked permission. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do yeah. it. Yeah. It's really important because if you use someone else's work, and, and I had people who were encouraging me just to use it and to not – contact her and I was like first of all I'm not going to steal the work of another female composer like I'm not going to do that um that is especially for this track. stand for especially for this track but I was like you know yeah. what and it, even if I was okay with doing that like if she heard this like and then she recognized her work in it like that could make you know, she could take down the track and she'd have every right to do that you know so I was like I, I want to make sure that I go about this the right way that she knows that I'm using her work um, and, and I, and I also bought the rights to it. So, you know, I, I would really encourage anybody, if you are sampling work and it's not in creative commons, contact the people first, because if you put all this time into it, produce it, and they say no, or you put it out there and they say, Hey, you got to take it down or you got to pay a huge fee. It's really not going to do you any good in the long run. Absolutely. You know, I've never had that type of experience. The only thing that came close is, um, uh, a little bit about my background, Bree. I used mm-hmm. to be, I tell people now, I'm a retired club rat. Um, I used to be one of those oh, really? people that went clubbing, oh, yeah, three or four times a week. Uh, for about, you know, <laughs> a few decades, I will put it that way. Um, I lived life before my, uh, you know, me and my dog now, my wife, um, before settling down a little bit. But anyway, one time <laughs> I was in L.A., we were out clubbing with some friends. I don't know if you ever went to clubbing, but... Uh, how it used to be about to go is um, you'd go to a club, you'd get out, and they'd, they'd usually hire a bunch of kids to be out in front of the club. With And I, by kids, I don't mean little kids. I'm, I'm talking teenagers and young right. 20s. Um, to, with flyers for the after party for the next club. And mm. so, you know, we fall out of this club. Somebody gives me a flyer. I look at it, and I'm like, well, I better at least get a free drink because it's my painting on the flyer. Nobody ever asked me to use it. <gasps> I oh, said, yeah. God. But it really annoyed me. And um, to the point that 20 years later, um, I'm still bitching about it. And Hollywood Athletic yeah, Club, right. I'm looking at you. Work was <laughs> stolen. And that's, and that's not cool. I mean, like, I, I would want someone to contact me if they were sampling my work so that I could have a say. Because also, you know, they could be putting your work on something that you don't morally support you know what if they were using your your painting for a a political thing that you didn't support like that's why it's so important that you know we protect our work as much as we can through copyright through registering through different you know the uh, publishing houses 
because he doesn't happen. That would be very frustrating to see that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's a great track. Now, the revolution is out, right? I mean, it is. It is. People yeah. can get this uh, track it is mm-hmm. wherever, you know, they buy digital music ads. Yep. And they, wherever it's streamed, wherever they buy music, you can buy or listen to the revolution. Uh, it is It is up everywhere. It's been uh, doing pretty well with streaming, too, which has been really cool to see. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic track. Um, now, the, um, the next uh, – Hey, before we get on to the next one, I wanted to just say once again, we have links up, folks, um, speaking of streaming and whatnot. For those who don't know, maybe tuning in for the first time, um, we do our live show, and then we convert it to a podcast, and it goes out all over the place. And these links that we have up on our show page, those stay active. So if you're listening uh, to the show on Spotify or Pandora, iHeartRadio, whatever, um, you can click on those links. And we have links up to uh, Bree's homepage, breemusicpage.com, um, her Instagram, uh, Bree Music page. These are all the same. Bree, you're so smart. How did I know these page. were all the same? <laughs> yeah, all Bree Music page. I love it. Bree, you have no idea. I deal with um, bands all the time, and sometimes they don't do that, and they're, they're all different. And I'm like, guys, come on. This is basic oh, no. branding. <laughs> Really important to make sure that all your handles are the same, just because you want to be able to say it once and then have people find you wherever. I wish that I could just be Bree, B-R-E, on every handle, but that was taken, I think, when Instagram was invented. So it has to be Bree Music's page. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she's even got a TikTok, folks. She even has a TikTok. <laughs> Phenomenal. I, uh, I, I'm very impressed. I do not have a TikTok, although I do listen to TikTok every night when we go to bed. My wife scrolls through TikTok, and I fall asleep to funny TikToks every night. Can't even imagine the dreams I have. Um, it's true, man. She's on that phone. Anyhow, um, the next single is, uh, speaking of my wife, this, when, I, when, I, when I read it first, and then I listened to it, a great track. Um, it is, uh, what are we saying here? It is I-D-N-T-B-R. And mm-hmm. that stands for something, folks. I don't need to be right. It reminded <laughs> me of a couple conversations I've had with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she's done this, and I know she's done this. You know, I'm aware of it. Um, and, and I usually, it usually changes my tune when, when she does do it. I don't need to be right. Now, Bree, when you wrote this track, um, did you uh, have a particular person in mind when you wrote it? And if so, do they know there's a track out there called this? And you know what's interesting? Um, this this track came from a kind of a crazy story. Um, I actually wrote this song when I was 19. I'm 27 mm. now, to give you context. Um, so I wrote this when I was 19, and the way that it came about, was I was um, about to sign with an indie record label, and I was the person who ran it um, was a very interesting character, to say the least. And he basically was like, I want you to sing a song I wrote called Evil Woman. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What is the song about? <laughs> and he was like, the song is basically about how um, – I'm talking to a woman and she's evil for, I, I can't even remember. It was either evil for turning me down or evil for arguing with me. And I was like, I'm not going to sing that song, dude. Like that's, there's no way I'm going to do that. And he's like, you're going to sing it or I'm not going to work with you anymore. And I was like, all right, listen, here's what we're going to do. 
if I can write a better song in two days and bring it to you and you like it more than your song, can I do my song instead? And he was like, yes. And so I went back and I wrote, I don't need to be right. Uh, which I honestly, arguably is one of the best songs I've ever written. And he loved it. And he was like, Oh my God, this is an amazing song. And then I left. <laughs> I was like, I'm not working with you. You're kind of a jerk. Um, and then ever since then, I've, I've been, I've been sitting on this song. I've been waiting because it's one of the songs that I'm probably the most proud of um, writing wise. And it has the most heart. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that when I did it, I did it right. And so I actually produced an original version of this song a year ago. Um, but it was when I had just started learning how to produce. And when it turned out, it was like, oh, this is good, but this is not as good as it could be. And so we went back, reproduced it. And it took a year, literally, to get it to the version that it is now. Um, but now I'm wow. so happy with how it turned out. And I'm, I'm so proud of this song and the, the evolution that it's gone through. Um, and I, I'm so excited for people to hear it. Well, first off, Bree, um, tip of the hat, what an alpha move to make. Love it. <laughs> totally respect it. Um, that was the winning move. Um, now, that guy, what, Thank a, what you. a schmuck. What a schmuck for even, uh, you know. Oh, uh, I'm I can't tell you how many you, of those kinds of people are in the music industry, man. It's it's kind of insane. You have to learn how to just, you have to learn how to handle them because they, uh, they're they pieces of work for sure. You know, it's, it, I tell you, it, it, it reminds me, I, I was one of those, those clueless, idiots who um you know when the we too movement happened and what i'm, I'm she's mm-hmm. like yeah jamie i'm kind of aware of that whole scene um of course <laughs> you are but um you know when it happened i think there was a lot of guys like myself who didn't stupidly who didn't know that that was such an issue you know um not that eh, it happens but i don't really i didn't really think about you know no i i really didn't have a clue you know did it wasn't that I didn't think about it, just didn't, you know, um, didn't register with me. And I was very shocked, you know, you're reading these, these tweets and these stories and stuff, and you're like, oh, my God, how many pieces of crap are out there, you know? I mean, this is insane, you know? Um, and, you know, my whole theory is, you know, put them in a cannon, shoot it into a wall, you know? I, I don't dig, can't treat people <laughs> like that, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's power that goes unchecked, and I think you know people got used to having that kind of power over other people, especially uh, women in in the industry. And I'm very I'm so grateful that the Me Too movement happened because now um, you know, and I and I even will say like even during that time where I was dealing with this it was before the Me Too movement. And um, if if that person had talked to me now the way he talked to me then, it would have been a very we would have had a very different conversation. I would not have allowed him to talk to me that way. But you know we live and we learn, like, especially as women in the industry, you have to have a really thick skin. You have to be really confident in who you are. You have to be very confident in how you're going to allow people to treat you. So otherwise they will absolutely try to take advantage of you. Um, and I think that, you know, I, in a way I'm grateful for how long I've been in this industry because, you know, through many bumps in the road, through many obstacles, I, I do know who I am and I, and I very much require a lot of respect when, when people deal with me now, you know, because I have been disrespected so many times that I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, it, it's crazy. It, it's, it's a, and in, in crazy. And in, in, I can't believe we're even having this conversation. I should be painting on Mars. That's my point, folks. Um, you know, bigger picture <laughs> here, folks. We, we shouldn't have to be bogged down with idiot stuff. Um, 
Uh, and I'm not saying that the women were idiots in this. That kind of woman, sure. Makes me, uh, I grew up in Detroit, uh, Metro Detroit, and one of my little sayings that my friends are very aware of is that person, somebody needs to have a Detroit conversation with that person, and, um, <laughs> which isn't about cars. Uh, <laughs> bouncing them off the car. Anyhow, anyhow, let's play the track before I get sidetracked. Uh, side <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm, I'm so flustered, I can't even talk. This is <laughs> I Don't Need to Be Right. Vibrate. Check this out, everybody. Great track. Admit I was wrong, didn't know what I was saying. Guess I took it too far. Made you think I understand, but I, I, I get it like that sometimes. Yeah, true. And he says one of them 
Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? And does this need to be said by me right now? And I'll tell you, mm, even though it was a comedy bit, you know, that's like gospel to me. I, I think, especially if you're on social media. I ask that myself that mm. question several times a day. Um, do yeah, I really need to wait absolutely. into I think that because we've gotten so used to saying everything that's on our minds, we can really, um, it, that's kind of translated from social media into our into our relationships. It's either that or we just ghost people, you know, and I think that it's mm. so important to learn how to communicate with, especially with a, a partner, and like you said, be able to understand, like, is this going to be helpful for our overall relationship or is this stroking my ego by making right. me feel superior and, and saying that, like, I told you so or whatever. And so I think, at least for me in, in my relationship, something that I really try to focus on is, like, how can I best build into this relationship? How can I, in this argument, fight on the same team as this person, fighting against the problem rather than fighting this person? And so I think, you know, I try to use this song even for myself as, like, a reminder of, like, how can I, again, how can I best build up my relationship rather than trying to stroke my own ego through hurting another person? Absolutely. And that's, that's the evil thing, too, when you're fussing with, uh, you, you know, uh, somebody you're having uh, whatever type of relationship with, but especially an intimate relationship. When, 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 when you're fussing over something stupid, and in my experience, it's usually 99% of the time it's over something stupid that's not even worth mm-hmm. having a fuss about. Um, but people can get mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can get mean and say hurtful things that um you know linger and 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 there's nothing worse there's nothing worse and it's there's been so many times me and my wife have been you know fussing about something and um you know and then we both we're it's cool because we're both artists and you know we're we're sensitive artists but sometimes we'll just look at each other and and almost laugh at at the absurdity of what we're even you know it hits us that moment of clarity like Mm. what the hell are we doing yeah, we could be and I'm really good to be able to right laugh now. about that. <laughs> yeah, there's so many better things, you know, that we could be, we could be ordering a pizza right now. This would be way better than this. Um, you know, come on. Uh, and that's what you got to do. I mean, you know, it's crazy. I was talking to somebody about that. It was the weirdest thing. I was kind of joking about it. I was at a party or something, and I, I was saying something about, you know, when people argue and this and that, and, um, and I kind of said something similar about, yeah, you know. And then this person, just this 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 guy who was very uh, quiet, quiet fella. I don't even know who he was, but he was just, he was at this, uh, at this thing. And he was just very quiet and, and very low-key. He looked up and he's like, yeah, but what if she's, uh, you know, been messing around or something? You know, what if there's <laughs> adultery? And it just ruined the whole joke. I was like, well, yeah, fair point. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation, but oh my god, yeah, I, <laughs> it sounds like someone it was the weirdest. I was stayed quiet, damn. <laughs> I thought, I'm like, how did I fall into this quicksand? Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, this is a great track. Now you were telling me, and we have to tell everybody because I know everybody heard this track and they're going out. I can't find it. I can't find it. I want to buy it right now. I want to stream it. Can't do it right now. Not until Friday, right? Yep, the song is coming out December 2nd. That's when it's going to be on all the streaming platforms, on iTunes, all that stuff. So this is a sneak peek, the first one actually of its kind. Um, we can hear the track, and then you have to wait until Friday. 
I am honored. I am honored. And it will be going on our show playlist, but not until Friday, folks. Not until Friday. Um, you know, if you want to hear it again, well, I guess you've got to listen to the podcast. Uh, you know, hit the hit the repeat um, button there. Uh, man, this is amazing. Bree, can do people do you you don't set up like a merch table up at your uh, at the dueling pianos and stuff, do you? I mean, they do, do you? I didn't even look on your site. Do you you have merch and all that? Cool great stuff. question. That is actually something that I am working on right now. What actually I have put together, um, which I'm really excited about, is I've put together a digital merch pack um, where if people sign up for my email list, they're able to get a bunch of things um, in regards to IDC rights. They're going to be able to get a copy of the original paper lyrics that I wrote when I was 19. You'll get a zine wow. uh, that talks about the story of the song. You'll get the actual original artwork that we created for the old version as well as the old devil version. So there's a ton of stuff in there. So I can send you actually a link to that uh, after. Everything's yeah. going to go live, though, on December 2nd. Um, but once December 2nd hits, people can go ahead and sign up for that, and uh, they can do that through you. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll be blasting that out on all my social media, you know. Um, yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah, of mm. course, of course. Uh, well, it's, I have to ask because, you know, I'm uh, I'm very selfish, uh, apparently. And um, the, the next single you had mentioned, February you mentioned, I want to hear more. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. It's going to be, I think, oh, God, when do we say? It's probably like, um, I think, February 10th that we're going to be releasing a song called Rather Be Alone. I actually just sent it over to the person who masters all my songs. He's working on it right now. Um, and it's turned out really well. I'm really excited for people to hear it. I want, I want people to focus on I Don't Need to Be Right First. <laughs> We're going to get that one out. I'm going to record a music video for that one. going to be releasing that in the beginning of next year, and then we're going to go straight into Rather Be Alone. So it's another, another relationship song, but more about uh, not wanting to deal with uh, <laughs> dating in Los Angeles. <laughs> I hear you. I, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, folks, I just wanted to mention, too, I know we all just had, uh, you know, our, our respective uh, Thanksgiving uh, stuff that we did and whatnot. And um, I'm sure everybody's acutely aware of that one particular relative um, <laughs> that they probably bit their tongue more than a couple of times during uh, said festivities. What a great Christmas present. You know, the holidays are upon us. Um, and you can buy the revolution and um, all you need is their email and just send it over to them. Hey, thinking about you. Um, thought you might get this. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get your point across Perfect. and feel hol- uh, you know, hol- holiday festive at the same time. Um, very, very cool, Brie. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, hey, let me ask you this. I don't uh, need to be right. It's going to be a cool video too. Yep, we're planning the video right now. We're going to be recording it probably at the end of December and planning on releasing that early in January. It's going to be a really vibey video, kind of in the similar vein as the cover. So definitely keep an eye out for that. But we're also going to be releasing um, a lyric video that we have already recorded uh, December 15th. So uh, if people want to follow me on social media, Bree Music page, then you guys can see that right when it comes out. It's It's kind of a cool concept video that I'm excited to share with everyone. Well, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to be on the, uh, you know, I'll be sending Amanda an email tonight over at the, uh, she's uh, over there at, with the fine folks at Trend PR and um, saying just how much I love your work and whatnot. And I can't oh, wait to you. have you on the show again. 
because um, <laughs> you were fantastic. Cool turn up. Oh, thank you. Did I lie, folks? Did I even exaggerate? No, not at all. <laughs> um, amazing. Oh. Well, thank, thank you so, so much, much for having me on the show. I, I appreciate it. It's been awesome talking with you. Oh, yeah. And, and back at you, you know, um, I, I, like I said, I know you're a busy lady. Got lots going on. Lots going on. <laughs> um, very, very cool. I will, uh, folks, this will be uh, dropping as a podcast here in about a half an hour or so, maybe an hour, depending on the uh, computer in New York there. You know how those computers in New York can be. Um, no, mm-hmm. but hopefully everything's fine. It'll be a half an hour. And, uh, yeah, we're going to blast this out everywhere on all the social media and all the podcasting. People say, how many podcasting uh, platforms can there be, Jamie? Well, I know there's 676 of them, and there's probably more. Uh, That's the last number I – yeah, we're on everything. So um, (laughs) Love it. Thanks for everybody who listens. It's pretty cool. Hey, uh, on just a, a quick show note, the uh, our, our listeners in Germany are still kicking the UK's butt. Um, so I don't know UK if you want uh, to be in. You're in second place right now. Well, actually, you're in third place. US is in first. Uh, but if you uh, you know want to move up there in the uh, thing, don't tell your friends and neighbors to listen to the podcast. Um, get that up uh, because Germany is number two right now outside the US. Very very cool. We will see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a good one. Three, keep rocking. You, you know, you're really good at what you do. <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. Good night, everybody. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocnilis Natil Pop Rocks Radio made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.